0: chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea. 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson and it's Salah could lift it. Still Salah.
1: the Ghost Goal Podcast. Just because the football stopped doesn't mean we have to. There's plenty of transfers that we've been uh, delightfully neglecting through the Euros and Copa America coverage that now we get to get caught up on. We may have mentioned Show in uh, the recent past, but... There's plenty of other big transfers at uh, Premier League clubs and beyond that we haven't really gotten to talk about yet, so we're going to use this episode of the Ghost Goal Podcast to catch you up. I'm Alex. Sad- sadly, sadly, no Chelsea transfers. That's Javier with his first words on this episode he comes for a team that just won the Champions League. I will allow no chance Chelsea no slander. Chelsea, Chelsea. We will talk uh, about Chelsea because there there's are storylines. No, that's lines.
0: not that's not uh, that's not that's not But on know, the episode, that's not slander on Chelsea. on
1: the episode that Javier has his first opportunity to like really, you know, you know, hype up his own team, be excited for the future and his own club's future because it's a transfer talk episode and Arsenal been doing a lot of business. Javier chooses instead to go for a team
0: that just won the Champions
1: League for a second time.
0: Oh my this this podcast is going to be really hard in the future isn't it like a, like cuz I'm an Arsenal fan so you're just going to be able to easily shit on me and I'm not I'm going to have like no comeback whatsoever. You obviously you can have, just you, be like oh you we you won the Champions League. League. It's been that twice. way twice.
1: <laughs> it's been that way for a while. So.
0: <laughs> nah, 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 nah. we beat you in the FA Cup final like a couple of years ago yeah, like we're I still relevant, that, like, we're that's still relevant.
1: I've, I've conceded the FA Cup to you plenty of times All right. the Champions All right. League but is, yes, a, is a big man. if you tournament. want we can
0: start with Arsenal since you seem to want to talk uh, about them <laughs> so much
1: that's what, I, that's what um, I want you guys are the only
0: ones uh, really doing anything Yeah, so far two decently big signings um, not in terms of transfer fee although La uh, Albert Sambi Lakanga is a center defensive mid that we signed from Anderlecht. Um, he, I think, it looks like the fee could could reach upwards of like 23, 24 million So, you know, that that's kind of a big price tag uh, for a player coming from the Belgium league. Uh, generally, players don't get bought for that much money from that league. Um, but you know, from what I've read about him and so far I've seen, he was their best player, and you know, already was the captain of the team, and and you know, it is going to be a player for us that's important in the future. I don't know how much impact he's going to have this season. It feels like instead of El Nenny, we're going to be bringing on Lakanga to get game time, and, you know, we'll see how much he can adapt, how much he can break into the team. Um, but it looks like Granite Jacka is all but out the door to Roma. So this is probably more of a trying to replace someone like a Granite Jacka and trying to upgrade. To be honest. Yeah, trying to upgrade. Definitely. It's always felt and- like you've been trying,
1: you had players that could play in that area of the field, but none of them were really good enough. And they were like specialists like Jaka and like Elneny, but they were specialists at different things. Uh, and we, we talked about how you guys kind of need to, you know, pick someone that could, you know, partner with Partey, and we both kind of admitted, and most people admit, Partey isn't better off as that one defensive midfielder. He's better off as the box-to-box type. So having someone Lukanga, like Lukanga, is, Lukanga
0: is basically a center defensive midfielder. Right. I mean, he says that he likes to play as the defensive holding midfielder. Um, he's already fluent in English, and sure.
1: yeah, most Belgians a, are.
0: Which, Yeah, it's a, it's a positive. He seems also, to already. You be captain. able to be. be yeah, he you was captain. He was yet. captain.
1: He was twenty when he was made captain. Like that. That says something. And clearly, Arteta's got some sort of, you know, inside opinion from Vincent Kompany. Who's been you know managing him for the the last year? He's got with, and with their relationship. Ah, I forgot Manchester about that, City. but yeah, maybe maybe yeah, maybe that's why that happened. There. Supposedly Thierry Henry uh, was like kind of involved with the recommendation as well through his work with the Belgian national team. Lukanga was one of the, sta- the uh, standby players on the standby list for the Euros, so he was you know in that camp and under consideration by Thierry Henry. So those are two pretty. I'd say respectable links, even if they're kind of young in their careers, uh, post playing days. It's still good, uh, like insight to have that's close to Arteta and that he can trust. And you know, I don't, I don't think it's a bad transfer. It's a low fee. He's a promising player. Absolutely,
0: it's a low fee. And I don't, I don't know how much impact he's going to have this season. But I think from back to back eighth place finishes, you know. What's he what's he have to lose to try to break into this team right now? You know, the barrier to entry is probably very low. Right. The really important one for him that, like, I'm not saying that you don't
1: want him to start. Like if there's a period of the season where someone gets someone gets injured and he has to start, that's not the end of the world. But I think you guys getting Ben White for like the big transfer fee, that's going to be the player that, you know, in a pinch you can put Ben White at center defensive midfield and you know he he's a young player as well but he's at least experienced in the league and in that position
0: yeah it's not uh, it's not confirmed yet too. but but Ben White is you know all but confirmed right now we've got you know a lot of tier 1 sources and and even the BBC putting out articles saying that the deal's all essentially but done but because he's on vacation they can't do like the the final medical and the the pictures and everything so it's going to be a week or two before it's finally announced Um, but that's kind of was in the pipelines, the entire Euros, and yeah, I mean, I I, I honestly, when I was talking about him on our, when we were doing Team of the Season, when I talked about Ben White, and I gave him a lot of praise, I I never really thought, like, Arsenal were going to be able to go out and get him. I honestly thought that a team like Manchester United or Chelsea um, was going to go and drop, you know, I didn't think 50, I thought it was going to be, like, 60, 70 million for him, and he was going to be a, you know Van Dyke, not as good as Van Dyke. I'm not saying he he is, but that type of level signing where he can completely change the look of a back line. And I, I've never um, thought of him like that. I think I've I've
1: thought of him as a more uh, a more flexible Christensen or John Stones. He's capable of playing more positions, but he's very much like a a modern center back with like a good yeah, touch, it's a, good that's passing. A, I was range. about to
0: say that's a gr- that's a great comparison because. His biggest asset is going to is his ball progression. So like that's what everyone like is excited that he could bring to our team. He's basically he's he's the he's a direct replacement for David Luiz. Um, yeah, so younger so you, probably you, better you right saw, now. You you saw David Luiz play the the two-year stopgap um, for Arteta and you know great we got back-to-back eighth, eighth place finishes with him playing center back but this is going to be the direct replacement for him and he's going to slot right into starting starting um, lineup, and he's basically going to be going to start all of our attacks. Um, he was doing that for Brighton, you know, all of last season. He was the the main person who had the most ball progression in that team, um, and almost all of, you know, every time that Brighton recycled the ball in possession, Brighton were a very good team in possession. So Ben White had a lot of touches. He was the one who constantly. Um, would either recycle the ball back to the goalkeeper, or could play it to one of the fullbacks, um, or even you know he he got a few assists himself. Like he can ping balls up the field to the strikers, get the ball through the lines to the midfielders. Um, he's just such an asset to have, whether he's even whether he's even playing at center defensive mid at center back, um, or even in a pinch at right back. So very he, excited he, for he Ben White. A
1: full season at right back for Marcelo Bielsa's leads in the championship, like. That's one of the more strenuous managers to play as a fullback for. So yeah, and he,
0: and he seems to have great fitness. Like knock on wood, you know, uh, you know, having a center back who can start 30, 35 games for us in a Premier League season—that's gonna be that's gonna be invaluable. So real excited about Ben White. I think he'll he'll definitely change the whole entire look of Arsenal. I don't think David Luiz was confident enough in his like physical abilities to really like carry out the role that he used to play. In, in previous teams like at Chelsea or PSG where he had still a lot of his like speed to to recover the ball and if he made a mistake he it wasn't as bad. I, to be I think fair, he Ben still White is gonna make
1: mistakes that were really bad. Yeah he did.
0: But I think but but I think having someone like Ben White who's 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 just you know amazing on the ball, rarely loses possession is a tackler, a defender, someone who who wants to defend, um, and who seems to be you know coming through the pipeline, probably going to be a starter for England in the future. Um, just yeah, very excited for him. Hopefully he he lives up to the the very very big fee. I mean, fifty million for a defender is yeah, is a lot of money. That's a shitload. That's a lot of money. Um, but apparently, the way it's been broken down is, you know, apparently we're not paying it all now. Apparently, we pay thirty million next season, and then twenty million the season after that, um, which sets us up for this is not actually the big signing of the season or of the summer window. Like we're going to make another big money signing, I think, after this. Hmm. Might be interesting um, which, to see who. Yeah, that would be interesting. But, um, and then our, our last signing is uh, Nuno Nuno Tavares, uh, a, like a left back can also kind of play right back. Um, he played against old. this. F- for benfica um in the europa league and i was impressed when i saw him there he's he's got a great right foot he can shoot he can he's he can dribble he's fast on the ball i don't know how i don't know how great he is at
1: defending Are you basing this off one goal that he scored against rangers
0: no no i'm saying i don't I, i've like from like what i've watched of his highlights and, yeah. and 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 he's watched just, him in both raw. legs yeah he's very raw very raw he he reminds me of a young hector bellerin you know um, but probably better, better right foot than Hector's, you know, weak foot. But you know, we'll see. We'll. See. it remains to be seen how he's crossing. But again, he's a young guy. He's probably not going to be starting. You know, it's probably going to be Kieran Tierney who's going to be the starter. Um, but in case we we want to play Tierney at left center back, he gives us a great option to have his le- at left
1: wing back. Or in the more likely situation where Kieran Tierney gets injured for like three or four weeks, and it
0: turns into five or that, weeks. Exactly. You have and Tararez,
1: who's you know, exactly. Who, he's not who seems
0: to be ready? Uh, also, also surprisingly decent English. Not not amazing, but again, uh, those little things that like you know he's young, he's gonna be trying to learn. You know, it, I don't know how excited to be about him, but I'm glad to finally have some pace and some fresh blood at at left back slash right back uh, in both Ben White and Tavares, um, and then Conga at center defensive mid. Now, having said all of that. I don't think that these signings necessarily make us improve on the problems that we had last season. What was our problem last season, Alex?
1: Stagnant passing and chance creation. Exactly, precisely.
0: It wasn't you defensive. Guys
1: just played the ball around like in circles. even
0: with even with Rob Holding and like David Luiz is out for most of the season, so we were playing you know third and fourth choice center backs there we had different center back pairings throughout the season but eve despite that we still have the third best defensive team in the league which for a team that finished 8th place and that had such defensive problems previously i think that's it's a decent thing to build on and i'm glad that like we're adding more defensive reinforcements but like i'm worried that if we don't make a couple of big signings um attacking wise we're not going to be creating enough chances and scoring enough goals because I don't believe in Pierre Emerick Aubameyang and Lacazette. Pepe did have a great end of the season, and and like we're going to be looking for big things from him this season. But again, I don't trust the players that we have right now to to be scoring. You know the the goals we need right now to to push us back into that top four conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I agree partially, but at the same time, I, I feel like. The, the upgrades that you made specifically Ben White and Lukonga you know I think the Lukonga one of the things he's best known for is his range of passing like from deeper positions so I, I know you mentioned that David Louise was capable of of these kinds of passes but I, I don't know how often I saw players like from really that like that, that back line the very last like line of defense I don't know how many it was times very I rare. saw them like triggering attacks Tierney And maybe Gabrielle from time to time, uh, sort of. But, you know, like Bellerin's like a good player, but I still think you got a pretty glaring hole at right back unless you plan to play uh, Ben White there a lot, which I think think Chambers, it looks like,
0: might be the starting right back. If it's
1: Chambers and White and Cedric like rotating, then I'm not excited about that. But. At the same time, you've got players now that are more forward-thinking when they first. We win still the ball have
0: Maitland-Niles as well, which I don't know what's going to happen with
1: him. So yeah, and you've got you know you got Willick to bring back into the fold. So you've got like a lot of dynamic options in midfield. But I was going to say, I mean, Maitland-Niles. Yeah, we don't yeah, know what the, the best the, team is going to be. We do don't, you have any idea don't. what the team's going to be the first week of the season?
0: No, I don't because I don't know if. Joe Willick's gonna stay. Like right now, the dude's on a what? He's on like a seven or eight game goal scoring streak. Like he has to start the first game of the season if he's on Arsenal. Like we have to let him play. You know. Yeah. Um, And. So if Willock will probably start, I don't. I, I I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, Leno exactly. will be obviously the goalkeeper, but I think we're still going to make a, quite a few signings before the end of the season. I think this is like a big rebuild, and they believe in Arteta. They're obviously going to invest in him, um, and they're giving him the backing. So and the key moment is going to be when most likely Lacazette
1: is sold. Because right now I feel like you guys have kind of a log gem, specifically in forward areas, where like you want to upgrade there, but you know you have to sell someone first in order to, you know, fill that 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 wage slot with another big yeah, contract. I, I, and I, bet, I, bet be, I bet I bet culprit. it's
0: going to be I bet it's going to be Eddie and Ketia that ends up being sold yeah, in this transfer are you're not
1: clearing that that much of the, of your wage bill to bring in someone like truly meaningful, like.
0: But we are really cle- stick with We both are Aubameyang clearing
1: and Lacazette for another season. Like we know that I think that doesn't that's going to have anymore. to happen. Like everyone yeah. else has surpassed you. You need you need an improvement there. If you want, if you want Absolutely. to get in the top four. Absolutely.
0: That's what I think as well. So.
1: So, yeah, keep an eye on that. Uh, but, yeah, Arsenal not done by any stretch. Uh, I know Chelsea haven't done any business, as you uh, pointed out right at the beginning of this pod. But I do just want to address that there is a uh, an exodus of the youth at Chelsea from uh, a lot of development team players. But some uh, players that have just left the academy have started their careers and found some success but want to take a next step. Mainly uh, Mark Gahey, who has joined Patrick Vieira at Crystal Palace. Uh, he left on a small fee, I think. I think he had one year left on his deal and he hadn't you know, accepted any uh, new deals for the last couple of years. He's a really promising young defender. Uh, he went to Crystal Palace uh, along with Michael Olis, a French attacking midfielder, came from Reading as well. I want to talk about Crystal Palace in a bit, but mainly just talking about like this full Chelsea exodus. I just want to mention, I, I understand why it's happening, because it's kind of in preparation for the uh, the number of lone players. That, that number, I can't, I can't remember exactly what the figures were, but it's going to be brought down significantly at the beginning of next season. So I think Chelsea have like a big, very promising crop of players that are kind of in that in-between time between the academy and, you know, trying to get themselves loans and then get into the Chelsea first team. So they're like playing a lot of development squad games, but they're too good for that. A lot of those players, like Lewis Bate was like a young midfielder who's, you know, kind of like a Billy Gilmore uh, type, the same kind of midfield player, small but good. He's about to go to Leeds. Uh, Dinel Simeo, a... Uh, uh, center back uh, from the academy who's been playing development league or development team games the last two or three years. He's kind of outgrown that, and now he's gone to Southampton. Um, I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but uh, yeah, it's just – it's we had, I think we had Jamal Musiala a couple of years ago, like kind of get like sick of things at Chelsea and just up and leave. So a lot of Chelsea fans are kind of thrown off by that, and it hasn't helped that we haven't gone out and made like – the big striker signing that, you know, everyone in the world knows that we need to make in order to, you know, make that next step. So I'm not happy with it so far, but things can change over the last, you know, there's like a month and a half left in the transfer window, so plenty of time. And uh yeah. Do you do you think there's an off chance you guys get Holland? I mean never say never, but I, I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't bet really anything on it. Like
1: why, why would it, he make a move Chelsea now? Is,
0: Chelsea is, why would Chelsea is where strikers go to die? Also, don't why would it, he make
1: a move now when every club that he would kind of want to go to is kind of in like a transitional period and has no money?
0: Oh no, and I they're not going to lose Sancho and Holland in the same window. Right. Like they've Dort already are sold still Sancho. I
1: don't think Holland's leaving either. So let's yeah, put that one not to bed. Him. Why are we not like considering guys like I don't know, like like Casper Dolberg or like Patrick Schick? Why are we not looking at these guys? Like not just because they had good euros, but. You know we need to make a striker signing. We've lo- we've sold uh, Giroud is another one. It looks like Tammy Abraham is like probably leaving at some point this summer. That only really leaves us with like Havertz and Timo Werner and then Armando Broja, uh, a young player who's just on loan at Vitesse. We- not too many striker options for a Champions League winner trying to come back and you know defend that title and try and push more in the Premier League. So. We're not hitting the uh, panic button yet, but it's it's not a great summer so far. Uh, let's talk about a few of the other uh, big signings. I feel like we already kind of talked about Jaden Sancho, so are there any other ones that jump off the, the Google Doc for you, Javier, that you want to talk about right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, Emi uh, Bondia to Aston Villa, I think that's a, that's yeah, a you pretty big missed one. out there. Definitely. Arsenal, we're, we're looking at him, but I don't know how much we need that type of player when you already have Emile Smith-Rowe in your team. He's kind of the same... Profile of player in the midfield, and I don't,
1: yeah, but he's more I don't of a necessarily wide
0: want. He, he's more of a wide player,
1: but I mean, you have Pepe and Saka, and
0: yeah, I was gonna say we have plenty of wide options with Pepe, Saka, Martinelli, Willian and Trash. <laughs> Is he gonna stay? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we're gonna get rid of his ass.
1: <laughs> uh, remember Arteta's three-year went uh, three-year plan to win the Champions League. I mean, Buendia is like a really good signing for Villa because I think it uh, furthers Villa's progress in sort of becoming a more like ball retention heavy side. You know, right now against like the big teams, you kind of still consider them like a defensive counterattacking side and that suits them well. But they can control games much better with a player like him. He doesn't give the ball away. I think
0: Barkley's back back from his loan there, so they don't have Barkley anymore. So they kind of need that. They need that creative... Uh, player, if Jack Grealish isn't in the side, which like you don't want him playing every single Premier League game, like ninety minutes. Like you need some of that creative load, uh, you know, off of his back. And I know like Bertrand Traore and um, you know El No, not El but um, El Ghazi. El You know they were they were at times you know carrying the team in, in, in at small points during the season, but they need someone like Emi Bundia who can you know, consistently give them an offensive output for an entire season. And I think Norwich are going to miss him. He was probably their best player. Um Yeah, but
1: it, it was amazing that they got him to stay for another championship season. Like, when they got yeah, I mean, relegated he got again, them right back I was yep. astounded that no one swooped in and got him. And it was kind of because he didn't, he doesn't have high goals and assist numbers when at least the last time he was in the Premier League, he didn't. But he was still one of their best players, kind of in like a... Kind of in like a pedry way You know He just keeps the ball He works hard He makes the right pass Whether it's simple Or it needs to be Like an exotic Crazy pass That no one would really think of He's got all of it In his locker He just does it In a more understated way That you know It doesn't necessarily lead To like Highlight
0: Real material I think Uh, Ashley Young Returning to Villa Is also Ashley Young Returning back home To to his You know The club of I wonder if they'll use him as a, a winger, yeah, like when he was when he was that's, young. Uh, I think or, I think that'll be cool. Yeah, to uh, to get Ashley Young back there. But that, that's, but yeah, that's, good signings for Villa. I think I think Villa could Villa could push for that top for definitely a top ten uh, finish again. You know,
1: so yeah, maybe even Europe. Who knows? I mean, I, I would say they have about as good of a squad as West Ham did last year. Uh, yeah, all they need I'd is for the right that. teams to you know not be not be up for it. Uh, I do want to just circle back on Palace real quick. Patrick Vieira, close to your heart, what did you think about the uh, appointment
0: and uh, how was going to do? Think he's, I don't think he's done that well so far in his, most of his managerial appointments. I mean, it's only but... really been
1: Nice since uh, New York yeah, City
0: FC. Do, yeah, I was going to say he did New York City but FC. He, he did but... well
1: there, supposedly. I didn't watch too much of them, but there was a good opinion of him coming out of there. And then at Nice, he just okay. kind of never did anything. But for Palace well, that's I'm kind not, of the goal. Yeah, Stay I'm not
0: uh I'm not sure if he'll be able to keep them up. Uh I think it remains to be seen. I mean, I think these couple of signings he's made, especially um like you said, like you mentioned the the center back from Chelsea, uh Gehi, you know, I think that's going to be a great signing for them. He'll probably slot right into that team, and I'm sure they're going to make a lot more signings. They had a bunch of an exodus of players that like went out on free transfers, so I'm sure we'll see. We'll talk a lot more Palace, um, you know, probably in a couple of weeks here. Um, what about that junior Firpo to deletes? That was a nice. That's a nice little. Just like, Junior Furpo is pretty nice. I was not expecting him to end up on a place like Leeds. I, he's I, any
1: one of your boys, Alex? I loved him on Real Betis. I would always keep an eye on him because it was at the time where Chelsea was still kind of looking for a left back before we got Chilwell. Uh, when Barcelona signed him, I thought it's too early. Not because like I don't think he's good enough, but just because like I was watching him, kind of looking at him in the mindset of, oh, he's young-ish, But he could be one of those players who's like kind of considered a late bloomer, like into his like mid to late 20s. All of a sudden becomes like a borderline world class kind of left back because he's got a great motor on him or engine or whatever it is. Really good work rate gets up and down the left flank. And he's one of those players who can kind of own an entire left side of a field.
0: Sounds like Bielsa is going to love him. Yes.
1: Bielsa will love this player. And I'm very annoyed that he got his hands on him. And Leeds, they're making other signings. I just didn't really deem any of the other ones like recognizable or uh, significant enough for for the Google doc. But you know, I mentioned that Lewis Bate kid. That's one in like two or three years. You're going to come back to me, and you're going to be like, Alex, why did Chelsea let go of Lewis Bate? I'm just gonna be like, because we had Billy Gilmore. I don't know what to tell you. He's so I don't know why I'm talking about him right now because we're not going to mention him again for another two or three years probably. But Leicester is a team that. If we move on to them, actually, I really want to because I, I feel like they, they next to you guys have been the team that have had like probably one of the bigger sort of uh, announcements of their uh, in terms of like their general announcements to the rest of the league of their intent. They've shown a very clear intent here that they intend to get better and deeper so that it, yeah, when these, these injuries some do really happen, nice signings. they have, you know, just as big of a squad uh. as the Chelsea's, the Manchester City's, the... Man United's like all those teams have, you know, second teams that they can put out against some Premier League sides and still get results against. Uh, Leicester need to ascend to that level in terms of like their wage bill and their and their roster from top to bottom. And they've done that by getting Bubakari Samari uh, from Lille, a defensive midfielder who's a great he, player. Yeah, He's been linked with he was- Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool as early as two years ago when Lille first got into the Champions League. Um, and then you know the winning the league in France this year with them and being their best midfield player was just the cherry on top. And that I'm surprised there weren't other big clubs sniffing around there because he's like you said he's a he's an um, yeah excellent I would player.
0: have absolutely loved him. But it seems like Leicester have uh, some some incredible scout who
1: Man, you don't need to be an incredible scout to see this kid. No, you know, everyone or, with I football don't know, manager I, or, or like negotiator,
0: but like they've 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 gotten some amazing midfield players. You know, the, N'Golo Kante yeah, Yuri Tielemans Wilfred Ndidi now Bubakar Samari I mean this is they're going to have an insane
1: midfielder if you're Manchester United and you're looking at your midfield and you have Nemanja Matic Fred Pogba who doesn't really work, look run, I agree with you Alex like, you, you need but a player
0: like this they were obviously busy trying to get Jaden Sancho right you know took him long enough uh, but, the, but Pat and Daka to mention him again I mean 27 goals 7 assists from the Austrian league you know this. This I've known about him for a couple of years, and he's. I thought he was going to take another year or two before he got onto a big team, but I think this is going to be a great move for Leicester. I mean, it might take him a year, maybe to like really catch on. Catch on, but I bet in a year or two, you know, he's going to get 12, 13 goals in the league at least. How so. would you
1: describe him? Somebody who's never seen him play before. He. I, I don't mean like a player. Maybe just like general, like when you watch him play. But I've always seen him. I've always thought like he's, kind of like Mane, but.
0: Uh, oh yeah, was I was basic. gonna say he's powerful, fast. You know, has a very powerful shot. Like he usually shoots like like low to the ground. I don't know. He's he's a, he's a natural finisher, but he's also a big, imposing physical figure. So, not not excited to be playing against that guy for the coming years.
1: Yeah, and then finally, uh, I think this was just recently they also announced uh, Lester announced they signed Ryan Bertrand, uh, the left back from uh,
0: Southampton on a free. I think that was on free. Yeah, thirty yeah. yeah. one. That's, 31, uh, that's another great little, great little great little backup. Old. Yeah, but a great not, nice little backup signing for them. Right, uh, former
1: Champions League winner for Chelsea made his debut in the Champions League in the final. Every mention of Ryan Bertrand has uh, yeah, we have to mention that it's contractually obliged for all Chelsea fans. Uh, let's move on to let's Norwich really really quickly because uh, they did the same thing last time. They made a bunch of signings. There's more than what I've listed on our Google Doc that it kind of seems like they're casting a wide net and hoping for as much of it to stick as possible, which doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence because I'd rather you know, most clubs for general transfer policy during a, a transfer window, you want to identify you know key places that you can get one or... Two players that can possibly help you at multiple key spots. Uh, The the one signing that jumps off the page for me is obviously Billy Gilmore. Uh, We we haven't talked about him in terms of like the impact he's going to make at Norwich, but he's going to be on loan at Norwich uh, for this season, Uh, being managed by Daniel Farka, uh, Thomas Tuchel's former assistant and very close friend. They got the link up there. So Farka is going to take him under his his Vedic German wing for for the year. And he would get on caught up in all the topics. Are you, are you hip to the topics, Javier? Are you hip? Klopp Jr. Klopp Jr. No, Farka is Tuchel Jr. Ah, Tuchel, Tuchel Jr. Jr. Okay, Alex. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy about it for Billy Gilmore. I, I hope he gets the chance to play there. He'll probably take Oliver Skip's role that Skip had uh, in the championship on loan from Tottenham there last season. Uh, but he's a much, much better player. So... I'm excited to see how he works out. Ben Gibson's kind of a familiar name. Used to play for Middlesbrough when they were, uh, you know, a better championship team and in the Premier League. He's a centre-back that they bought from uh, Burnley. Angus Gunn from Southampton, you know, used to be a Manchester City player and used to be on loan. Had a previous spell on loan at Norwich a couple of years back, so he's familiar with the club. And then Milot Rashica from uh, Werder Bremen. All of these players, they're they're good, but I'm not like I'm not convinced yet that Norwich have done enough to. Yeah, make I don't themselves know too much about them. Up.
0: I only really know about Ben Gibson and Billy Garmore, But um, I don't know if it's enough to make Norwich stay up. The Premier League is really really good this season, so uh, let's see how they do in a few of their preseason games. I'll try to watch out for some of these new players. Um, see if I can report back on what we can find about them. So there's one or um, two
1: like more just signings in general for the rest of the Premier League that I kind of want to hit on, namely Emmanuel Dennis going to Watford from uh, Club Bruges, and then one or two signings that Wolves have made. So Emmanuel Dennis, for those of you that don't remember, was, or he is a a young, I think 22 or 23, a young Nigerian striker who uh, scored a brace at the Bernabeu two years ago in the Champions League. They put Bruges up two 0 I think Madrid came back and drew two two. So not getting the result in the end, but that's kind of like his, like his call to fame or whatever. That's what people know him from. I haven't seen him much since. I don't watch too much Jupiler League, uh, and I haven't really seen Bruges do too much in the Champions League since. I think they go to the group stage pretty much every year and kind of you know tread water for a bit and then get knocked out in the fourth or fifth game. Uh, he's he's a promising player, but I, I, I just fear it's like another Andre Gray or you know another Isaac success. You know, the these players that have a lot of potential and all of the good stuff that they, they do just happens to be Yeah, but they're just not quite Premier League Watford.
0: talent. Like. Yeah. Um but I think also getting Josh Josh King on a free that you know, he had a horrible, terrible last season at Everton, I think. I think you gotta kinda just He was only there for like forget about the second
1: that. half of the season and he barely got to
0: yeah, play. It, that's what I'm saying. It, it so it was like the Bournemouth don't, one when Bournemouth got relegated, he, he could was really bad. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say he could be still a good player. Um you know, he was like an electric player for Bournemouth a couple of years ago, so who knows if he can recapture his form. Danny Rose is also another decent free signing that Watford made. Um, but yeah, well, I would say Wolves is the other team that's been making some big moves. I don't know if they're making them by choice because I don't think they would have wanted to n- lose uh, Nuno, but and uh, Rui you know,
1: Patricio, I forgot to include that. And in Rui
0: Patricio, yeah, I think losing him, I don't think they wanted to lose either of those players by choice. But um, you know, now they've brought in Jose Sa, the uh, the the goalkeeper from Olympiakos. Um, I think Arsenal have played Olympiacos a bunch of times. He's pretty good. He's he's. He's a pretty good goalkeeper, so I think um, Wolves aren't going to lose too much at, at goalkeeper there. It might take him, I mean, uh, you know, a few, a few months. He's, he's okay, it, but he's no very Patricio. He's he's only twenty eight years old, though. He could definitely improve, which for a goalkeeper, like they, that's still like they got a still decade left of their career. So he might he might still I think he might still be good. Well, okay. Um, I, then,
1: I, I I ascribed most of the meaning of you know they've. Made a good signing this summer to Francisco Trincao from uh, Barcelona, who they got on loan. Kind of a promising young winger, uh, 22 or 23 years old. I, I saw him play more so for Barcelona at the beginning of last season. Didn't see much of him later on in the season, as you know, like Pedri was. Uh, starting to, well, not starting to, but was continuing to ascend, like as the season went on. But he's still plenty, uh, but promising. I just. I think they're putting a lot of pressure on Raul Jimenez to come back and be just as good as he was before the head injury, which
0: isn't fair. I think I think Wolves are going to have a rough time if it in the next season unless they make a lot more signings, which I think they will. I agree. I'm sure they'll bring I think they're going to bring players in on loan. I think they've never replaced Diego Yota. Like you said, they they're, there's no way they're going to try to rely on a uh, Jimenez who's been out for the last year. You know, I think there's still going to be a lot more signings here, and and we're going to see a, a we're going to judge Wolves at the end of the transfer window right now because I think this is a good start for them, like you said, um, with like you know like Trinkau on loan, um, but I think they're going to have to make a lot more signings like that. You know, maybe two or three more players on loan, a couple more signings, and really roll the dice because that's kind of it worked for them the first time they did it. They I remember they had a bunch of players on loan, they were able to get a pretty good league finish. I think. You know, I think they got into Europa League, and then they were able to sign a couple of those players permanently. They've moved on from players like Yota now, and they got to use the, invest that money wisely, um, because I think that they they're in danger of like falling back into like a one of the relegation teams or one of the, you know, one of the teams f- around that area if they're not if they don't make the the correct moves. I think right now.
1: I mean, what I'm saying is that they're 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 basically relying on the Raúl Jiménez and uh, Adama Traore form of two years ago to just, you know, automatically come back this year. And, you know, there was obviously good reason for them not having productivity from those players last year, but Adama Traore played a good chunk of last season and, you know, didn't get close to the kind of form he had the previous one. So I don't think it's any guarantee that he's going to magically. I mean, it wasn't even that high of a level. I think he scored close to ten goals and had.
0: I think close he only has a year since. left on his contract, right? Yeah, like he, he didn't yeah, I mean, sign he's a new contract. To get yet, so
1: a new and bigger contract, like even somewhere else, but he can't convince anyone to do it because he's not, you know, performing on the field. So, yeah, maybe it does happen. I, I wouldn't rule it out, but it's just a lot to place on two players that one ha- just had his skull cracked open last year, and the other one's kind of unproven and inconsistent. Uh, I do want to get to you know two clubs, maybe even just one uh, outside of England that have made like big splashes in the transfer window this year. You can't ignore what PSG have done.
0: They they're, they're one of the they're few, they're like, going to try to win the Champions League. This is these are big signings for them I mean, right now. They've been trying to win the Champions League. I don't think this, no, but like these I, signings I are huge. That, but
1: this is about Kylian Mbappe. Please resign. Keeping Mbappe, do yeah. not leave us in a year when your contract expires. You look, don't bring in Sergio right Ramos. Now. Gianluigi Donnarumma, Ashraf Hakimi for 60 million or whatever whatever big amount they spent on him and then Wynaldum. You know, these are all players that are maybe not Hakimi, but the rest of them are all players that have been, you know, very high level. Uh maybe not even Donnarumma. Donnarumma we just think of him because of this tournament, but it's 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 a big statement of intent and it might even work for them. I don't even know if Mbappe would con- like they could convince him to sign long term, but If his options aren't good enough by this time next year, then why wouldn't he just sign for another like two, maybe three years? And then I think Real Real Madrid
0: are gonna. I think he's gonna sign for Real Madrid (sighs) next year, just on a free. He's just gonna walk.
1: Yeah, maybe that's certainly an option as well. But uh, I understand why PSG are doing what they're they're doing because if Mbappe walks, then I don't know how you convince any you know player the same
0: sort of stature as him to come to PSG and, and Well the problem is is like he, Mbappe's made it clear he wants to leave how are you going to no one's going to pay any type of fee that PSG will think is reasonable right for a player like Mbappe so Right. I don't think I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to end up being one of those situations where they walk I think also because the initial fee was so gigantic like it makes it impossible to to this player a second time because he's clearly better than when he was first. You know, they paid 150 million for him or whatever. So
1: they did get um, Neymar to
0: yeah. resign, right?
1: Neymar resigned they for did. a couple more they years. Did. So they Neymar did resign,
0: um, but I think I think Donnarumma is a huge signing. I, I actually think Hakimi will massively improve them because they they really needed a better left and right back. They, they that's probably the position that they've most. Uh, missed as well as another center back to pair with uh, Marquinhos and Kempembe because they like to sometimes switch to three at the back. So we're having Ramos for that. I mean, and then Wyanaldom is going to slot right into the midfield. I, I just all of these are upgrades to the team that to the players they had. I think even Donnarumma is better than uh, Kaylor Navas now. So um, I'm sure now they're going to focus on selling some players, maybe still make one more big signing. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's. Do you think they win the Champions League next year, Pochettino, with this uh, group of
1: players and maybe even one more big signing? Them or Bayern? Yeah. How dare you? Definitely not Chelsea. What, dude? We yeah. just won the thing. It was like a you month got, and a half ago. You got lucky ago. as
0: fuck. Lucky? You got Dude, so lucky. Dude, we've been over lucky. this, and
1: I've embarrassed you every time. Don't do this again. Do you know how many games we lost in the Champions you League this lucky, year? You got lucky, Alex.
0: You got lucky. You, you Javier, paired up against easy you teams. Know how many games teams. we lost it in was the Champions COVID. League this year? You played against a bunch of teams that had COVID-ridden, you know, like Real Madrid, oh, so, okay, a bunch so of injuries gonna, and COVID-ridden. Right, so, ridden. Bayern's
1: Champions League win and, didn't count either. Uh, Bayern's the year nope. before didn't nope. count. It's all... Your FA Cup that year didn't count. Nothing what? counts. you what
0: that? That wasn't with COVID, Alex. That right was down. in the
1: middle of COVID. That was the peak of COVID. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, no. I'm just you know, uh, using logic against you, Javier. It's, it's very simple. <laughs> but no, you're not. You're not
0: one of the Champions League favorites. Yeah, come Alex. come on. Get the we fuck got Tuchel. We're hard to All play right, against. go, go, uh, go, go, go. Go, go put five hundred dollars on yourself winning oh, the Champions League. Sure. Okay. You probably get, get like less. minus a uh, minus no. a thousand. Javier, how about this?
1: Can we agree on this? There's a better chance of Chelsea repeating and winning the Champions League next season than there is Chelsea winning the Premier League next season, and
0: I truly believe that. No, I think I think like both of those. I think you have a better chance of winning the Premier League, especially because I really mean, don't think so. I still we think have, yeah. I know, I know. right now. Cup squad right now. We go to like no, the semi final or final of every cup competition we're in. Okay, but I'm saying I know right now you think that like. Yeah, but like, there's two, two the type of
1: competition. That I think we're. I'm sure he's going to try cups. to
0: win the Premier League. I think he's going yeah, no, to try to focus agree, on the Premier League
1: this year. Where our squad is better for doing well in the cups because it's so deep, we can rotate a shitload when
0: other teams can't. Sure. Yeah, sure, but I still think you're going to go out and make an 100 million pound signing. You won the Champions League. There's no way Tuchel's not going to get a nice wrapped present from Abramovich for doing that. So
1: it better, it better be like if it's not Holland, then it better be like Lewandowski. Like these ridiculous rumors I've been seeing recently. What would you think if we got Lewandowski, Javier? What would you think of that? That honestly would be a great move, like because
0: Lewandowski has been trying to get out of Bayern, and I, I bet you he'd get injured as soon as he came to Chelsea. <laughs> it, I bet you, too, but I think he could still score 25 goals for you in a season. So. Sure. The other big club that's... You don't have that player right now who can do right. that.
1: So. We, we We do not. That's true. The, the other big player or big uh, team that's... I think we've mentioned that they made a lot of moves, but we haven't talked about the moves themselves, is uh, Barcelona. Uh, in, in their bid to refresh the squad, they've brought in Sergio Aguero on a free, Memphis Depay on a free, Eric Garcia, the center back for Manchester City, on a free. And uh, then they decided to spend some money, nine million on a right back, Emerson Royale from uh, Real Betis, a Brazilian right back. I don't really know him that well, but uh, it, it seems obvious that they were allocating most of the what little financial resources they supposedly had uh, to, you know, getting this messy deal done and him sorted away. And in the meantime, they still wanted to appear like they were making big moves in the transfer window, so they f- focused in on, you know, a couple of players on freeze. I think I think they were the first team linked with Wijnaldum, and people thought he was going to go there. And that deal ended up getting jacked by PSG. But uh, you got to give it to them; they've uh, they've made some decent signings. Uh, I think now gonna yeah, biggest mean, problem obviously, is just selling the players. Obviously, Barcelona
0: still still has the pull to get players to walk to them. Players like Eric Garcia, like Memphis Depay, and Aguero all just you know decided to come onto the team. I'm sure they got some sort of signing bonus. But the the way that Barcelona and Real Madrid are struggling financially right now. Um, I imagine that they're trying to get a lot of deals like this, like the David Alba to Real Madrid, or that was also on a free. So I think uh, Arsene Wenger said it a couple of years ago the way that, you know, a lot of these players that are in their early to mid 30s are getting their want their last big contract a lot of them are just going to end up walking um, you know they'll stay maybe a year or two extra run out the end of their contracts and then walk to whatever team they want because when these players are in, at their peaks you know which is usually 30 31 32 it's very hard to to get a fee because no one wants to pay for a player who might or might not be good for the next 2 or 3 years so right. most there's of the also, time there's also it, pressure it's, from it's, their
1: from their agents who know that whatever money that's being spent on the transfer fee itself to the club in a regular traditional transfer, that money instead they can you know demand a higher uh, agent's fee or signing fee or whatever it is for their player and for themselves as agents. So you know, Mino Raiola loves a big transfer fee, but you, know, you started to see him get a bit more into these kind of deals recently. And Donnarumma is a good example of that. I think his was a free because he let his contract run up Or run out. So, yeah, it's not something that we're going to see go away. And there's reasons for it on both, like, the club perspective, the players' perspective, and the agents' perspective that all, you know, drive that happening. Um, But, but yeah, I I don't know whether this necessarily is categorized as a good transfer window for Barcelona. It's good in that they got Messi to re sign because. You know, it's
0: It has to be good. Yeah, yeah they kept Messi. It, that's it. Like
1: a year ago Andrew and I did an emergency podcast said saying Lionel Messi is like everyone was saying it. Lionel Messi's reported he will not re-sign with Barcelona. And a year later they've managed to, you know, convince him to stay. And that that's what's most important at a club like Barcelona with a generational talent like that. So yeah, I, I think you can you can breathe a sigh of relief if you're a Barcelona fan. They will still be good and in the in the title conversation next season. So uh, maybe they can even do the impossible and build up to another Champions League run and win one more for him before Yeah, he retires. I
0: think it'll be I think it'll be great to have Messi around, yeah, for for the young players they have bringing up from from all accounts and you know, Barcelona still have an incredible youth academy, and for a few years they they were losing getting a lot of their players poached. um but I think they're they're they brought in a, pl- a manager like Komen um who gives yeah, gives youth a players duck, chances. he's he's gonna be gone in a year. I agree, but he's there to give the youth players chances, which is what what this Barcelona side's trying to do. They're trying to build with a a, a mixture of players like Pedri with Messi, um, and yeah, I think I think that they're they're on the right track to getting back on track.
1: Okay, well that uh, wraps things up for now. Good old chat about uh, transfer news. I knew we could I knew we could fill up forty five minutes. Easy peasy. Oh
0: yeah, that was easy. We easy we could have done so much more, but like we had to stop ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Certainly
1: not the end of the transfer talk. We'll probably talk any sort of like general news, maybe talk about managers switching teams next week. Just an idea I'm throwing out there. But there is uh, plenty to talk about. And club football is coming back right around the corner. We've already got teams playing friendlies. The league will start in uh, early or like mid-August. We're a little bit less than a month away. Yeah, we're
0: less than a month. Yeah, less than a month away back from the Premier League. So we'll probably have a couple more pods out in that time. And uh, and look out for those. For once.
1: I'm going to set up the Fantasy Premier League uh,
0: league a little earlier this year. I'm going to set yeah, it up this it week. Already. Let's get a bigger, let's get a bigger, bigger following. Any of you guys Maybe listening. we'll even start doing segments because I, I enjoyed the fantasy segments when we used to do them and I kind of feel like maybe we can get more listeners because a lot of people do get into that fantasy world. So I'm sure now, uh, now that... You know, the league's starting back up. We can we can get back on I just House. mean
1: the last couple of years. It's been like a week before the season starts and I've thrown the league together. <laughs> so time to get a little bit ahead of it. But uh, Javier, thanks for jumping on and uh, talking mainly 15 minutes of Arsenal and their transfer window. And, uh, you know, for the rest of it as well. I appreciate that. You guys can follow us on social media at JavierRev9 for Javier's Twitter, at ASMoss92 for my Twitter and Instagram, and at Pod for the podcast socials. I'd say enjoy the football, but there is none. So until next time, see you.